Hi, everybody. This is Chris. I'm the editor of Mahoney Matters. Uh, as you may remember, on January 2nd, uh, there was a rollover accident involving a semi up in the Jaga uh, County area. Uh, it was transporting some hazardous substance from uh, East Palestine uh, to a disposal area. Um, thankfully, everything was okay. Uh, no hazardous sub substance got spilled. And thankfully, the driver was okay. And uh, Mike Shuring, uh, who we have here, was the driver of the truck involved in the accident. Um, Mike uh, lives in Austin Town. He's read our coverage, and he just wanted to share a story. Um, so, Mike, thanks for coming on and um, being able to share. Uh, how are you feeling today? How, how's everything going? I mean, so, um, just a little sore. Um, that accident I did, did take a little beating to my body. Um, as I suffered from uh, five broken ribs, uh, my left lung was collapsed. There was a hole in the newer, in the lower pneumothorax. Um, I had to end up getting 14 stitches underneath my arm in my armpit region. And uh, there's lacerations done to my spine and uh, my neck. Okay, and, and we'll we'll get to that day. Uh, one question I have, I think a, a question a lot of people had from the original coverage was, a lot of people were relieved but kind of surprised. Um, the wreck, as we described in the article, was serious. Uh, we're going to share some pictures that you provide us of the wreck. Um, so, I mean, the truck was damaged severely. Oh, yeah. How how fortunate was it? I mean, thankfully, I think some gas got loose, but other than that no hazardous materials were loose or very minimal. Uh, how fortunate was that, that that would happen? Like sometimes when you see a truck with that much damage, you're like, oh man, everything's, you know, released. Um, how fortunate was that nothing, uh, that very little got released in the air? Oh, yes, sir. Mr. Coonley, he has, uh, he has good, good equipment and that's the owner of the company, Coonley Bros. Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Coonley, um, his name is Kim Coonley, but I always refer to him as Mr. Coonley. Um, I'm surprised that with the the rollover and it slamming into the ditch, there was no damage to that trailer that would cause a bigger spill. But in the top vent is where it leaked out. It was only five gallons, and that was actually contained. They were able to contain that. The only hazmat material that really leaked out was the uh, diesel fuel. Um, and that's from, I'm assuming, slamming around um, in the ditch and going airborne. But, but like you said, the five gallons that would have been hazardous got quickly contained. So there was no issues to people around the area. Oh, no, sir. Like no, sir. It, it didn't leak Good. anywhere. They actually got it all. They had it all contained, and it was literally five gallons. Okay. How long have you been working there? I, I know, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people in the valley, and you live in Austin Town. But there's people who yes, come to the valley uh, to work in East Palestine, and you know it, it, it's tough. It's a tough job. How long have you been working there before the accident? Uh, I've been with uh, I was with Coonley Bros for uh, six months. That's okay. been that was my goal. Um, I wanted to work there before, though. Um, I've always had a CDL, but uh, they do require tanker experience um and when i had a class b cdl i actually advanced it to a class a cdl so i've had my class a cdl for about almost five years now and uh yeah i was with them for six months but i always wanted to drive for them ever since i was younger 
Cool. I, how many trips have you made to East Palestine before? Before the um, accident. East Palestine. Uh, about once, once a day. So. Uh, four, about sixteen. Oh, 16 trips. Okay. Yes. What, sir. It's been about a year since the train derailment. Is there any risk that still they have you guys, like, you know, or precautions that you need to take with risks down there? Uh, like, just. Um, as to uh, uh, keep going with the question, I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just saying that, um, you know, we all have to be careful. Like, the people there have been asked to be careful. Uh, yes. With East Palestine, what risks are there that, like, do they warn you of, of precautions you have to take with what's happening down East Palestine, like when you're down there? Oh yeah, and, EPA and has, a, has a, yeah, EPA has a good crew down there, and they take care of all their workers and um, the people that are helping out down there as well. So everybody's always in a safe environment. Um, cool. This was, I mean, the water that I was hauling, it's just considered. Um, it was it was considered hazmat water. Not it was it was the least hazmat on the least hazmat table. Um, that's hazmat table nine. Um, it was just because it was untreated. It's just oh, okay. untreated rainwater. Okay. But is like I said, they wanted to always be safe and uh, careful with that. So that's why they had a, had us haul it to uh, Victory, Ohio. Okay, so it's possible that that untreated rainwater was okay. They were just yes, taking yes. more they, extreme they precautions when in. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, very good. Um, so in driving, and I'm, you know, I, I have friends who are truck drivers, but I, I don't know how the process works. When you drive a hazardous substance, is there, like, do you have to go slower? I mean, what what's the difference between carrying hazardous substances and maybe, you know, a truck full of rocking chairs or whatever, you know, is there more precautions that have to be taken when you're transporting hazardous substances around? No, it wasn't, there wasn't any difference between hauling what I was hauling, um, hazmat or non-hazmat. It was, it was considered, it's, it's more riskier when you haul liquid, um, due to it's called surging when it, when it goes back and forth, it sloshes. Um, and that's where, I got a little bit of the consequence of uh, what I had to deal with. Okay. And obviously you're carrying liquid with the water, the untreated rainwater. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Um, what was that day like? I mean, you know, January 2nd, uh, was the weather worse or anything? Or was it just, I can't remember if it was snowing that day or not. Um, it was, it was actually good. It was, it was decent. Um, I read a couple uh, reports where, they said they thought the road conditions would have been icy, but it wasn't that at all. Um, I made my way. I left the yard. It was about 4.55, 4.50. I left out, and that was a.m. I left out, went to Circle K, and uh, there's a woman there. She's very, very nice, very nice woman. Her name's Linda. She works at Circle K. And uh, I I said hello to her, good morning, and got my <laughs> Did my routine um, before I headed to Vickery, Ohio. Got some Red Bulls and a uh, snack. And uh, it was, the weather was decent. It was nothing okay. with the weather. You were telling me earlier, um, why, just share what you shared me about 
the circumstances around the accident. I want to ask you about that. Um, there was uh, so I caught it. It didn't catch me by surprise. It was kind of like last last minute type ordeal. I did see an animal. I told my mother I didn't know if it was a dog or a raccoon, but it was mm-hmm. definitely I want to say a dog. Um, and it was crossing on Route 306. It's a two lane road. And it was on the white line crossing over and it started going into my lane. So all I did was I slowly moved to the right onto the white line. And then on where I was at located, they were doing a lot of construction in that area previously. So there's a lot of soft dirt. So when I caught that soft dirt, that's when that's when it was it was time to hang it up. It was it was time. Oh, so when you hit that side of the road and that yeah, dirt. when I hit that so- when I touched that soft dirt with the trailer tires, um, it that's when it it started sucking me in, and, and that's when it caused me to roll. And it was, okay. I believe, the ditch. They said it was a five foot embankment. Okay. Oh yeah, and it's it's looked like you went down the embankment. I just want to make sure. Yes. I right. Yes, okay. sir. I went down into the embankment, and uh, it caused me to roll. And then towards the end. I don't know if it, it ramped off of the end right there of that where that embankment is, but I went over the road, uh, that following road right there on the corner, and uh, I took out I took out a pole, and the wow. pole was actually on top of the truck, and I don't know if I was thrown out before or after um, hitting that pole. It, it's hard. We were talking a few hours back, and, you know, one of the things we always wonder about is, you know, when we're driving, if we're driving a truck or a car or whatever the case might be, you know, a lot of us, I would presume, you know, you don't want to run over animal. I mean, that's tough. We all like animals. You know, we want to try yes, to avoid hitting animals as much as possible. And I think you shared kind of that which you were feeling too. And yes, that's sir. what led you to move. Was there any thought kind of like, yeah, you didn't want to hit ammo. I don't think any of us should say, hey, just hit the ammo. Was there any yeah. thought thinking, man, if I moved, maybe something will happen here? Um, the only thing I thought was um, I've done it before. Uh, I've mm-hmm. done flatbedding, car hauling. I've always went off the road a little bit to avoid like an animal or a car swerving right. into my into the from the oncoming lane into my lane. I never would have thought. How do I put it? Um I never would have thought um, when this happened, it would have been a different consequence. Um, and now that I look at it, I kind of wish I would have done it differently because uh, that surge is what really, when you go, even going over the slightest bit of movement will cause in the trailer, the back and forth motion. And okay. that's when, that's when I think it was like, wow, here it is. And that's, and it just happened. What made the difference? Like you said, you've done that in the past and was okay. Yes, sir. Was I was able having, to get back. Was it What's having that? the trailer that made it different? Like what kind of made this time different? Or maybe the, the liquid. way you hit the dirt? The, oh, the liquid. The liquid. Okay. Yes, sir. Because the back and forth motion. Like if I if I had a flatbed, um, everything is strapped. It, it doesn't go back and forth, forward or back. It, everything is contained right there in that spot. Same with the okay. dry van. Um, same with the car haul. But liquid slightest bit of movement any slightest bit of movement can cause that surge so in the times you did in the past you didn't have liquid in the back where this time you did no sir this time this was the only big big repercussion that i had to deal with was 
this little bit of motion caused by the liquid where you yes. had in the past. Okay. Yes, cool. sir. I, I just want to make sure I understood. So, okay. And then how, um, what was going through your mind? I mean, I know anytime you have an accident, it's tough and it's, uh, what was going through your mind when the accident happened? I mean, you had the rollover, you had the liquid. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you had a bunch of terrified thoughts in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Just my kids. Yeah. Um, I and I just, my kids, my, the truck, I just, I, I love that truck. The truck I was in, Mr. Cooney put me in a very, very nice truck. It was all his equipment is always well up kept. Uh, he put a lot of money into it as well as I put a lot of money into it. Um, I just said, wow, I'm about to damage this truck. And uh, it's the only thought I just said, please keep me alive. Yeah. And it, it kept me alive. And that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, life's the most important thing. Um, was there any thought, and, you know, thankfully you, it was untreated rainwater, which, you know, may have been a problem, may not have been, you know, you were being just super precautious uh, or super careful is a better word for it. Was there any thought just everything that's been said about East Palestine, you know, you've seen the coverage, obviously living in Austin town, it's uh, probably what, 20 minutes south of you. Was there any thought going, yeah. oh man, hopefully nothing bad is happening here, you know? Yeah, that's, I didn't want to make anybody um mad i didn't want to put any bad publicity on to the company from this accident um it just i was like man i'm just glad everything was still contained because people always think of uh truck driver they they give us people think of us as uh i mean there's good and bad there's i mean there's truck drivers do bad things people drive cars do bad things so everybody has a bad name so everyone is talking badly right now like oh, that truck shouldn't have been on that road or maybe that wouldn't have happened or they think just because I was hauling hazmat, maybe I shouldn't have been over that in the area. But technically, that is a hazmat route, like I've, I've stated. Um, but we don't, when we have an accident, that goes for me or any truck driver, you could be employed for 20 years or 50 years as that at that company. An accident can happen at any given moment. And it can yeah. happen to anybody. Right. Was there, um, I, I don't think anybody's named you before, like in the coverage of the accident and everything. No, sir. Just you coming forward was a part of it, just seeing some of the coverage and saying, hey, I just want to update them, okay, and kind of share what I saw. Was yeah, that I, I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to reach out to all the, the stations and let everybody know, hey, this is who I am. Um, you know, it, I don't want people thinking any less of uh, the company, you know, it's we didn't do this. Nobody did anything on purpose. I don't want, I don't want bad right. coverage on that company. No bad publicity. Um, I just want to let people know it was an accident. I didn't intentionally do that accident. I didn't want to ruin anybody's yard. Um, yeah. Or even if they said that there was no animal on the scene, you know, I didn't. Right. I don't even want to hit an animal. But it just, I just wanted to reach out and let everybody know, hey, I made it because nobody, nobody got my name, and it said. Uh, for when I was taken to the hospital, the conditions were unknown, uh, but they did. Uh, my blood pressure was 60 over 40, huh. and uh, the the EMS squad that came there, I I went. I actually got to meet them, and I got to give them hugs. And uh, the man that did stop for me, um, I got to meet him, and I stay in touch with him. Um, 
continuously now. And yeah. uh, there's a woman that lives across the street. She actually came outside when this happened. And uh, I told her, just let me go. This, this is my time. I kept telling her, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. She actually gave me a hug and said, you're going to make it. Um, and they wrapped me up in a blanket, gave me a pillow. And uh, yeah, I just, I want people to know, like, I don't know how I made it, but there's, there was an angel watching over me because getting thrown from a semi like that. And there, there was, there's blood all over that semi. Uh, yeah. The safety, safety at Coonley Brothers. He even thought, wow, how did you survive? You know, like, I feel terrible for the accident. I feel bad for Mr. Coonley losing out on a truck. Um, I've even told him I had no problems even uh, helping him out, trying to get the truck, like making payments to him because I feel I feel that bad. It's a very yeah. nice truck, um, you know, you know. But accidents happen, and uh, I, I'm just I just want people to know I, I'm alive, right? right? I survived, you know, and that's it's a relief. Um, one of the things too, and, and again, we got the initial reports, and you know they they said you were taken to the hospital and treated. Uh, yes, talk about your injuries. I mean, this was, like you said, you could have died, but the injuries yeah. were just some unbelievable how, how many injuries you had. Can you share yeah. uh, what your injuries were from that? Yeah, so um, it was five broken ribs. There's three on three on the right and two on the left. Um, I have the lacerations in my neck and my spine. I actually see a spine specialist on the second, um, and they're going to give more further details about the neck collar. Um, my left lung was collapsed. There was all in the pneumothorax and it was small enough to where they didn't have to uh, put a, a vent tube or some type of tube into my chest where I was able to wear oxygen mask. Um, and then I had all the blood was coming from up underneath my arm by my armpit. There was 14 stitches that was required, um, where it ripped the gears. The shifter is where I think when I rolled the truck. I hit the shifter with my armpit and then that's what caused all the bleeding. But yeah, they, I was, that's where a lot of the blood was coming from. It was literally from that, the arm ripping open. And then, uh, I had some, some bruises and cuts on the back of my head, but, uh, man, they hospital kept me together. Yeah. Now, now we see you're at your Austin Town home and your son's running around in the background. Uh, how long were you in the hospital for after you're here? Um, I was I was there for uh, three days. Wow. Their their main focus was was the uh, the hole in the pneum the pneumothorax. So uh, as long as they got that taken care of, they felt like they were comfortable with the, enough with me going home. Um, because here at home, I have a significant other a spouse that could take care of me, and I have the two kids so they're okay. able to uh, help care for me help me get around help me take a uh, bath or a shower they're there they're, they're help. they could help me are you able to walk around on your own or uh, oh yes sir i could actually move around i've been yeah. going to yeah. some uh, appointments um they found recently there was an enlargement in my heart um they did studies they actually got we got the results back yesterday um and the, i talked to the doctor today they said that uh, with the, the enlargement of the heart was in the left, um, the left ventricular, I think it was called. Okay. Um, and it's got to be okay because that's because the, the left lung was collapsed. So that's why it was working twice as hard. So it will work. Oh, itself it's like out. enlarged. Okay. Yes, sir. So they said that wow. will work itself out. And 
I'll be okay with that. So soon, um, upon getting released from the doctor, they're going to send over results to my other doctor so I could start physical therapy. A couple of things about the accident, just so people understand. Uh, you were telling me a little bit earlier about um, about if you were sighted or not. If you could share about that. Oh yes, sir. Uh, I talked. I talked to the officers. DOT was involved um, in everything that Mr. Mr. Cooley had well, well, sustainable equipment. Um, everything was very well on his end. Um, they always have good equipment. They keep up with all their equipment. Um, they have very good team of mechanics there. Um, the only thing that they, I talked to Russell Township, they said at the time of the incident, they were going to cite me for uh, failure to control. And they said, that's, that's for anybody. That could be for a car going off the road uh, due to ice. You still get cited for failure right. to control. Right. Um, and then the possibility of the seatbelt ticket. Um, but like I stated, I, I looked at the officer and you can't lie. You can't lie. Um, right. but I just asked the officer, I didn't want to really incriminate myself, but in the same time, when I was looking at him, I asked him, do you think, do you think I'd still be here upon wearing right. that seatbelt? And honestly, I wouldn't be, but at the same time I did, I did violate the law. So, uh, like they said, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna talk about it. So that's a possibility in another citation. So looking at two citations. Well, yeah, a couple of things you want to to make clear um you know they the company terminated you you know based on yes, the sir. accident uh, yes, obviously you, you'd like to work there i mean it sounds like you nothing but nice things to say about your company uh yes, but sir. it sounds like you understood kind of the action they took can, can you talk about how that worked out yeah um as to me being released yeah yeah just, yeah they i went um i talked to safety um talk to the owner a little bit it's it's considered a preventable accident um and it, it does they they were in a way it does fall considered my negligence because maybe if i wouldn't have swerved maybe i have you know maybe if i didn't leave that lane even going to the right at all and i just would have smacked that animal then i wouldn't be where i'm at today but in the same aspect i don't want to hit an animal i didn't you know it's so they, due to insurance reasons, they, it's at every trucking company. I have actually looked it up, but when you do have a rollover, you can be let go um, due to insurance reasons because their uh, their rate's going to go even higher. Um, right. They're going to have to pay more. And uh, it's just, it's, it's just going to be harder for me to uh, seek employer to a new employer immediately um, because it, it was a rollover. You have to just explain that their insurance has to look into that and they have to talk back and forth. So it's, it's a little bit harder, but I'm still here. Yeah. Well, being alive is the, yeah, the big and one. That's like yeah. I said, it, that company, I, I was in, I was in tears. Um, it did. It bring me, it brought me to some tears. I love that company. Uh, I will never, ever talk badly or poorly about that company. He cares for his drivers. Uh, very, very much. Um, they they have good mechanics. They take care of all their equipment. If anything's wrong, I've always been able to pull my truck in, and immediately it gets checked out. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, you're bummed out. You like to still work, but you understand oh, yeah. why they did what they did. Okay. Um, what's, and wanted to ask a little bit about 
some workman's comp things, but what what's next for you? I mean, it's kind of tough because, like you said, you went through what you went through, and it might make it hard to find the next thing. Are you yes, going to still try to be a truck driver or kind of look oh, at yes, something else? I'm, yeah, that, a lot of people are like, wow, you still want to drive? You know, it wasn't, um, how, how do you call it, like from weather? Like some, some people, when they get into an accident caused by weather, they get scared to drive from that. That's not the case in my aspect. Um, I want, I mean, my daddy does it. He drives. So it's like, I want to, I still want to drive. I, I don't have a fear. Um, I'm a little bit uh, eerie, eerie. I was talking to my mother about uh, tankers again, um, just because the surging. I mean, I think that's going to be a little bit uh, to get back into possibly, but yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stray away right now. Um, it was a work-related injury, so it does fall with workers' comp. Um, so uh, until that get approved, I'm my mother. She's been helping out as best as she can. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be out for a couple months. So uh, she kept telling me, "Hey, just reach out, try to make a go of fund me." And I was like, "I don't like. I really don't like handouts. I don't like people helping me. I mean, I'm 37." Uh, right. I have kids and I want to, I just want, I don't want to be considered a failure or a letdown because bills are piling up. I mean, it's, it's getting to us a little bit here. So it's, it's depression's kicked in a little bit because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to provide. I'm 37. I'm fit. You know, like, so that I just ask myself, well, why can't I provide? Why can't I take care of this bill? Why can't I take care of that right. bill? House payments do, uh, car it's so uh my mother said mike just do it and yesterday i said okay mom so i ended up making a gofundme yesterday for a little bit of help just until sources come in um to work if workers comp is approved i have money coming in i'll have so then that way i could tell everybody thank you so much and i only have that income and like i told her i want to be able to cancel that gofundme because i don't I don't believe in handouts. Um, a lot of what, people that need it, they need it. Right. Well, it sounds like the like the company said, "Hey, they have your request and everything." It, it takes a while. It sounds yeah. like, and oh yeah, it's, obviously it's, the medical bills are coming in quicker than oh, yeah. sometimes corporate works too, which makes it tough. Yes, sir. Okay. How is it? Um, and we'll share a link to the GoFundMe uh, with the story uh, if anybody wants to contribute, but. How does that work? Um, accidents happen with trucks. I mean, it's a, sad, but they do happen. How tough does that make it? Like, is it make it tougher to find a job? Is it impossible to find a job? What yes. happens after any type of accident like that where, and again, you had a minor citation, yes, but sir. it's still a citation. Yes, How sir. hard is that to make when that's out there? You know, an accident. Yeah. An accident is. You can have an accident, hit a car, or a car hit you, um, run a red light, hit a car, you're still employable. But a rollover, that's like the worst. That's the worst to have with the trucking company. Um, okay. Because there's always questions, oh, you could have did this a little bit differently. And like like I said, it, it was considered um, an avoidable accident. Um, so that's what I... That's why I'm beating myself up today, you know, just to this day. Like, 
what if I would have left the yard a couple minutes later? Or what if I would have left a little bit earlier? Could I have avoided this? Um, you know, a couple people, I talked to my mother, what if I would have hit my air horn, um, scared the animal away? But then again, it's, it was that early in the morning. Um, if I would have hit my brakes, it still would have caused that trailer to uh, start like a, a back and forth motion with the trailer. So I, I would have caused an accident still. But there's, there's many factors I think about that daily. And what if I would have did this differently? Or what if I would have did that differently? But in, <laughs> in the long run, I, I just, I'm thankful to be alive. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just going to be, I think it's going to be, it'll be a little hard um, to get back right away immediately. Um, because when they do talk to Coonley, um, they're going to ask what happened, what led to that accident. You know, you don't, you don't ever want to have to have an employer say, you know, they did roll our truck. You know, that's, that's bad. Cause then companies are like, oh man, well, what if we don't want to take this guy on? What if he rolls our truck? Well, you know, it's going to that. I mean, obviously your record is made clear. Yep. The future companies never, never had an accident. Never. Or somebody may look at the media coverage and say, wow, you know, he's sharing a story here on, with Mahoney matters. So what do you, if I'm your next potential employer and I said, man, watch our hire you, you roll the truck, you know, look what happened. And what do you say? What would you say a truck company is going to ask in, in a future interview? I would all, I, my first response is going to be an accident can happen at any given moment. Because like I said, it goes back to, you could be a 30 year old, 30, 30 year driver, 40 year driver, and it does not matter if something that comes out of nowhere and it could spook you or comes into your lane. It's up to you as the driver, as they call it, you're the captain of their ship. You have to make that decision. And I believe the decision I made, I did the right. And I, I, I did the right. I did the right. Well, Mike, thanks for sharing your story. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, this was something sometimes in our, the busy world of journalism, you get the news out. Sometimes it's hard to get that update. You know, people sometimes aren't willing to talk or share more information. Thanks for your transparency. We're glad you're okay. Um, yes, like sir. I said, we were kind of surprised that you were hurt that bad, but we didn't know. Um, and thanks for your honesty and transparency. Um, like I said, if if you're out there, you know, Mike's going through a tough time. I know there's a lot of questions. I know um, East Palestine is, is, is a hot button issue. I mean, you, you can't mention with people talking, but you know, again, it, it involves lives. It involves Mike. Mike's going through a tough time. If you can help, uh, please help. And But most of all, you know, Mike, thanks for sharing your story. Good luck with your family. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear yes, what sir. happens in the future. Um, so Mike Shearing from Austin. Remind me, how long have you been trucking for period? Is this uh, new for you? Since I've I've had a class B um, being 23. And then I've obtained a class A CDL uh, almost five years now. Yeah, a long time driver. And um, yeah. like I said, you, you know, Mike's learned from it and um, he's ready to eventually get back on the road. So, Mike, thanks yeah, for your time. We appreciate it. Hang on for a minute or two afterwards. Uh, and thanks for listening to our interview today. Uh, again, if you have any questions about 
uh, East Palestine, Mike, or anything going on with Mahoney Matters, uh, feel free to email me. Again, I'm the editor of Chris Pugh, uh, news at mahoneymatters.com. Uh, for Mike, this is Chris. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.